coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants Podcast, Rewards. Are you doing it wrong? Over-rewarding your kids? What harm can it do? What about under-rewarding? Does rewarding even work? Some parents claim rewards actually backfire and make kids more entitled and less willing to work. Why you may feel pressure to give your kids everything. Plus, we'll talk about the secret to framing rewards and the pitfalls of focusing on punishments. All this and more. But first, the joke of the day. A son asked his dad if he would buy him a new bike. The dad said, son, if you really want something in life, you have to work for it. Now be quiet. They're just about to announce the lottery numbers. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. Today's topic is over-rewarding. Okay, Hannah, what do you got? Okay, a hot topic that you'll find on social media is whether or not it's a good idea to reward your kids. And there are some very legitimate arguments against rewarding at all. And a lot of claims saying, hey, look, I've done this, I've done this, this is what happens. Rewards don't work. Mm -hmm. But for years and years, psychologists have successfully used rewards in the most extreme situations, in, in prisons, in mental institutions, they're able to use rewards in these extreme situations to modify behavior. Yeah, but, but houses aren't extreme situations, so that must not apply, right? Well, it proves that rewards do work. The saying that rewards don't work and don't work long-term and don't change behavior over time, that's not true. But the question is, well, why aren't the rewards working? Why are the people getting bad results from rewarding their kids? And the thing is, is I don't doubt that they are getting bad results. I actually don't disagree with the claims people are making about the bad results that they're getting from rewarding. They're actually correct. But the problem is, we know psychology... But their conclusion is wrong. They're saying rewarding is doesn't work. But the problem is they're doing it wrong. Ah, so we know psych- we, psychology has proven rewards work. So if rewards aren't working, it's something that we're doing that's wrong. Yes, yes. And anyway, so so they're right. The rewards that they're administering, they are not working. They're actually backfiring. But it's it's not because rewards don't work. It's because they are not administering the rewards properly. Got it. And so there, there, there's actually a science to how you should go about rewarding. It's not just, oh, well, I gave it a reward. It should work. So it's not, it's, so the argument isn't do rewards work or not. It's how, how, do, you reward how do you reward so it does work it. Okay. and it does Got work it. long-term and the consequences are positive. And so one of the main tricks <laughs> that psychologists use to properly administer these rewards is they have a careful balance of rewards so that their rewards maintain power to motivate. 
And what this goes back to is actually the economic principle of supply I was gonna, I was and say, demand. I was going to say supply and demand. It sounds like supply and demand. Yeah, yeah. And so the concept of rewards is very similar to the economic principle of supply and demand. When the supply is high, the demand is... If you have an overabundance of rewards in your home, there's not going to be a demand to do anything. Like if... Your kids have everything, and we talk about well, this all the time. Well, the price goes down. Yeah. The price is how much the kids are willing to work right. for it. And if you have, if your kids have everything, they don't need to lift a finger, right? I right. Mean, th- that's the whole concept of supply and demand. Is yeah. As uh, the, the inverse relationship, you talk about it, the inverse relationship between supply and demand, supply goes up, demand goes down. There's that inverse relationship. The, the more supply, in other words, the more access to treats or the more video games or the more candy or the more uh, phones or, or internet or whatever it is. If the kids have access to all of this stuff, constantly unfettered access, unlimited access to all it's this not stuff. not special anymore. Th- okay. That's the, I think that's the key is rewards only work when they're, they're special. When they're special. And how do you make them special? You limit them. Um, nowadays, the definition of a good parent, and you'll hear this from people, the definition of a good parent is someone who gives their children everything. I have, no, I have family members that tell me that, that they feel it's their job to give their kids everything. They feel it is their responsibility as a parent to give their kids everything. And I could not disagree more. I am vehemently against that concept. That is a horrible way to try to raise children. Why? Because it it, it it takes away, they have nothing to work for. Yeah. They have nothing to work for. It takes away their motivation, their to enthusiasm. To do anything. It's like, okay, well, what do I have to work Everything's for? Everything's been handed to me on a silver platter. And we know that. We talk about <sighs> that. We, it used to be um, um, when kids were like that, not that long ago, a couple generations ago, we would call them spoiled. Yeah. Oh, that kid's got everything. They're spoiled. And what they meant by that is... They uh, spoiled means ruined, mm-hmm. and and they would say that because the kid wouldn't be willing to work, they wouldn't go anywhere because they had no motivation to apply themselves or to be working towards something. They had nothing to work towards. It was all there already, and so so it was widely understood just a couple generations ago that oh, don't give your kids everything. It will spoil them. It will ruin them. Mm-hmm. It's not good for them. But now we've done a complete 180 and society says that's what a good parent is. And I know people think this because I have a large family. When I lived in L.A. and I had, you know, young kids and they were close in age, I would have friends or acquaintances go, yeah, I would never have more than one child like you do. And I said, well, why? And, and they said, well, because I wouldn't be able to give my child everything. And that was their reason for not having, not wanting more than one child is because it, they, in their view, they wouldn't be able to be a good parent. They wouldn't be able to give that, their children, everything. And so the question is, wait a minute. Is that really what you want to be able? Is that really what you want to do, even if you can? What that that great lyrics from the the band U two, they sing. I gave you everything you ever wanted, wasn't what you wanted. Kids, believe it or not, even though they may think it, kids do not want you to give them everything. Why? Because it's telling them they can't make it on their own. They're not capable. They're not good enough. What a horrible thing. You're t- and I don't want to go into this. Uh, that's a total sidebar. But 
you don't you actually don't want to give your kids everything you want them to work for the things that they get and the things that they have because then a whole bunch of great things happen they appreciate it more they develop character they develop uh, a work ethic don't even even if i were independently wealthy i would not give my kids everything i would have them work for it no no you just reminded me remember when you watched that interview you watched those interviews of children who their parents were very wealthy and that was a surprising attitude by some of the children is they didn't want their parents giving them oh, oh yeah okay so i th- oh, that's right so i actually was had the opportunity to edit together some interviews with some very very wealthy people and their children it was fascinating and you bring up a really good point it was fascinating to listen to the children who were angry that their their parents would bail them out and would give them things and they would wreck the car and their parents would just buy them a new one or they would pay for their college or they would pay for whatever they wanted or pay for their apartment and they were angry about it because they're like, stop it. Let me find my way in this world. Let me struggle, please. You're taking away my need to become me. It was, I would like to, I would like to, Yeah, but it's not just imagination that kids don't like it. They actually did. The parents in these cases, they actually could give their kids everything, which most of us, most of us can't actually do that. These parents could. They were independently wealthy. Yeah. And and they did lavish all these gifts on their children. children did not like it. And the thing is, when they were honest, though, they're like, I'm not going to turn it down. But I hate it. And it was this weird, they, they were conflicted because they liked having the nice stuff, but they hated the way it made them feel about themselves. And it, they hated how it affected their relationships. They hated everything about it, but they liked the stuff. And so it was this, it was kind of sad, actually. But, but, but that's part of the problem is as parents, I think... We want to. We want to lavish our kids with gifts. We want to give them everything. We do. I think that's inherent. We want inherent. them to want... have a better life than we had. We want them to have yeah. more than what we had. But more stuff isn't necessarily more. Isn't. Right. So right. there's a difference between, oh, I gave my kid a bunch of stuff where, wait a minute, how about you give your kid more character? <laughs> than that, that, you had that's, or be, um, better relationships or more opportunities or more or, opportunities yeah. and help them develop their talents in a in a better way than than you did well, um, I've, I've actually had i've actually had my family members tell me that it is their duty to give their kids everything that they feel that it is their duty their responsibility as a parent to give their kids everything. Yeah, one time um, you mentioned to a relative of yours that uh, you were explaining how money pants work, mm-hmm. where you're like, hey, instead of paying for soccer for your kid, you let them, you instead give them the opportunity to play soccer, but say, hey, if you want this opportunity, you can have it, and here's a way you can earn it. Right. And, I, I, set, and there's a, I set the $150 and, aside and, and let them earn it. And she shook her head and she goes, no, 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 no. They should not be having to earn that. That's your duty as a parent. To pay for soccer. To pay for soccer. That's their right to pay for soccer. And so this whole concept of money pants, whether or not you use our app, the concept of money pants that we're promoting is this idea of, hey, we've kind of gone to an extreme here of saying that you should hand kids everything. That's extreme. And we're asking, we're saying, hey, back it up a notch, back Mm. off a notch. 
give your kids these opportunities, but let them work well, for okay, it. Okay, so that's just it though. Here's the thing. If you're rich and you could afford to give your kid a Ferrari or a BMW or a Porsche or whatever, that's fantastic. We're, we're not saying don't do that. We're saying, but set it up so that your kid can earn it. Don't just give them the Porsche. Say, hey, tell you what, if you earn your Eagle Scout by the time you're 18, I will, you'll earn this Porsche. Or if you get straight A's for two, what, two semesters in a row or whatever it is, I will, you will earn the Porsche. Yeah. If, 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 like, let's say you have a kid on drugs and you're like, okay, you go through rehab and you do this mm. or you do that. That actually helps. Like, it, like some use it in some way, whatever your kid's working on, whatever they're struggling with, use it to help them uh, progress. Become and their become best better. selves. Yeah. Instead of just wasting that and going, oh, you can have it. Use it to not only give them the Porsche that, that you're able to afford, but get more out of it and help them and and they will be so much more satisfied and every time they get into their car or whatever they'll be like hey i did this and i i i earned this and and they'll feel good about themselves as as opposed to yeah mom and dad gave it to me and the thing is it's not the same and that's part of the issue and again i don't really want to get into this on this podcast but we've kind of become a no we haven't kind of we are a very rich nation we have things that a lot of other nations just don't even have. But we take it for granted, thinking that's the norm, even to the extent now where we have defined a good parent as someone who gives their kids everything. And that's very unhealthy. And it's not good for the kids and it's not good for the parents. And it definitely is not good for society. Yeah. So the, so this over-rewarding, this attitude of over-rewarding, where it's it's not even considered rewards, it's considered duty <laughs> duty and the rights and you deserve this. I can't and, believe she said it was a right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she honestly thought it was a right. Playing soccer is a right. Anyway, so this attitude. Into, so what we're going to do today is we're going to point out some of the things that you're probably giving to your kids that should be rewards, but that maybe you're giving to your kids and just going, oh, that's just how it is. And it's not. And it doesn't have to so be that way. you actually have a lot more rewarding capability under your belt as even a if parent. You're, even if you're poor, you have a lot you yeah. have a lot more opportunities to reward. And it doesn't and it does not necessarily have to be money. In fact, ideally you want to use money and all sorts of other privileges mm-hmm. as rewards. And so But it's here's the thing. It's counterintuitive. Yeah, you would think more rewarding, giving more and more and more. But at some point, if somebody has everything, they become saturated. The reward market, so to speak, has become saturated. Yeah, if and somebody has desired- a closet they can't even close because it's 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 full of toys and clothing. Handing them more clothing, handing them more toys, uh, offering they, them more toys to they don't actually even want it. They can't yeah. even. It's it's not actually something so, well, they no, want. Um, 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 what's the analogy you, you used earlier? You winning the lottery, right? It's like people who win the lottery. Do they have a motive to work? Yeah, a lot <laughs> of them. They're like, oh, I'm quitting my job. Sometimes but they announce the, the it thing, as they're getting their reward. I I quit my job. Bye, the, boss. The thing is, though, is that a lot of um, kids have essentially won the lottery with these rich parents, who, and a lot of times, and a lot of families, the, the, both the parents work, and to sustain this lifestyle of having a lot of things. I'm not making a commentary on our society, but I am saying that things do not equate 
to integrity. Things do not make a person better. Things do not make a person happy. And things don't, exactly. And so what we're all about, what Money Pants is all about, is helping your family, each member of the family, become their best selves yeah. by giving them the opportunity to earn and some develop the things they get. To develop the, the characteristics that they want and earn some of the things that they that they get. That's the whole concept behind money pants. And what upends that is over-rewarding. Over-rewarding does not work long term. And so let, let's talk about that just for, for a little bit where uh, I, I think you had the example of, I'm not going to name names here, but there was oh, a, a friend of mine. A, a good friend of Ooh, yours. A friend of mine. Okay. So yeah, here, here's an example of someone who wasn't aware that they were rewarding their kids. Over-rewarding. That they were over-rewarding their kids. I, I was trying to explain money pants to a friend of mine, and she interrupted me, and she said, oh, you know, I've tried that. The other day, I, I offered my kids a quarter if they would get their chores done. And I, I begged and I pleaded with them, and I, I held the money out, and they wouldn't move. They just ignored me, and they just kept watching TV. So okay, so stop. Eh. So so she was offering them money, but they didn't want the money. What were they were watching TV? But she had concluded that rewards didn't. So work. So she concluded rewards didn't work. Yeah. But what she didn't realize is that the kids were already enjoying the they reward. They had the reward. They were doing exactly what they wanted to do. They were watching their favorite TV show. That was the reward. So the quarter paled in comparison to the TV show. <laughs> yeah, they would have been willing to pay a quarter or two to watch the and TV so, and show. And that's, that's another concept that we talk about is finding out what rewards your kids want, what, what your kids' hot buttons are. Some kids hate TV. Some kids don't like video games. Some kids don't like candy. But every kid has something that they really want. That, that means something to them. It could and be money. It could be TV. It could be candy. It could be social outings. It could be a car. It could be driving privileges, whatever. Every kid has something that they really want. I have a kid, for example, who would pretty much do anything if he can spend a couple hours modeling on his 3D program. He just, he loves it. He'll, he'll do anything if he can get on that computer and create some new robot or some new jet engine or, or something that he he's envisioned in his mind yeah. that that's just his thing so in this case of my friend what would have been effective what would have got her kids moving is for her to unplug the tv <laughs> <laughs> that's well, no, all she, she needed she didn't to do realize. and reframe it and say hey guys you want to watch this show do you want to finish watching this show tell you what if everyone gets their jobs done we'll finish watching this brilliant and all of a sudden she transformed something she was already doing and that they already, she already knew they wanted into a reward. Mm -hmm. um, and she didn't unplug the TV and say, hey, we're not watching TV. No, she just you said, of, you hey, losers. awesome, awesome. I know, <laughs> Get back to work. I know now what it is you want mm -hmm. and, and use that as the reward. That was the reward. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought of different households uh, where uh, Trixie had a, a friend when she was in first grade where she'd go over to her house and on every table they had like bowls of chocolate and candies and things like that where it was an unlimited and the kids could eat as many treats as they wanted all through the day. 
course, their kids had awful cavities. <laughs> I remember she had fillings all through her mouth. I'm like, okay, In well, first that's grade. why. Yeah. So, but that that was maybe one of the bulls should have had toothbrushes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of the anyway. So, so if 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 you have a situation like that, maybe change it around a little. Maybe don't put candy out an unlimited supply mm. and make it special. Make it a special. I really thing. like that term. Making rewards special. Yeah. Making TV time special. Making screen time special. Making games yeah. special. So another example are toddlers. A lot of times toddlers have all their toys in their room. They're in bins and and all their toys. Their closets full of it, and they have access to their toys. I, I learned this uh, from my mom once got me a book from Mrs. Duggar where she figured out that she had built a toy room in her house and but she would put all the toys in bins in, in a closet up high and she could lock it, I, I believe. And she would only pull out the toys, uh, a bin of toys, one a day. And, and that way, when she pulled out a new bin of toys, the kids weren't sick of it. And it would be like having a brand new toy because they hadn't seen that toy in three weeks. Whereas she's like, yeah, if the toys are always there, the kids get tired of it. And so basically, she figured out a way to make the toys special. But also, the great thing with toddlers is not only now are the toys special, but you can use it as a reward. Hey, as soon as you clean up the living room, that's your job. And it I'll get the toy bin. We'll out. get the toys out. I'll get the train set. I'll out. let you pick okay. which bin to get out. Well, not only that, the other side effect is the toys wouldn't all get. Oh yeah, there are, there were a lot of benefits. benefits. It was really a smart idea. That was my favorite. That's great because then the kids, the toys are always exciting, new, something they look forward to. They were special because they were special because it because. It was limited access. Yeah, that was the most brilliant piece of advice. I was like, wow. So instead of the kids getting tired of their toys, her kids always never got tired of their toys. That's really good. But that was the same concept. She made them special. They didn't have access to all their toys 100% of the time. And so she used that concept. But you can take it a step further, use that concept, and then make it a reward for behavior that you want. Now, one thing we learned, and it actually took us a while to realize this, was a media, uh, because phones came out when we were a young couple. Right. And they became inexpensive. They were cool. You know, you could do so much on your phone. And, well, phones um, didn't come out. Smartphones did. Yeah, smartphones. The, the iPhone yeah, yeah, smart came out when our kids out. were really young, really young. Yeah, and so our our oldest son just thought phones were Phones super... came out when we were young. <laughs> yeah. I remember Alexander Graham Bell. No, smartphones. Smartphones. What we're talking, what sorry, we're talking about sorry. Here, which were, no, because they could do some really cool things. There were yeah. all sorts of cool games and cameras and photo Calculators, apps. And, oh, you yeah. could take pictures. And it was like the ultimate toy. And we are, but frankly, we already had... Money, money pants. pants. Yeah. And I remember Caleb. He wanted a phone. That kid loves technology. He just if if any if it's computer related, he loves it. Mm-hmm. He loves tinkering on the computer. He likes being on the computer. He likes doing stuff with the computer. It's just really cool to him and he saw the iPhone as like the holy grail of technology where he could have a computer in his pocket. And he was 8 and he saved up a hundred dollars because one of my coworkers said, Hey, I got this. I upgraded to the new iPhone and do you want my old one? 
I'll sell it to you for a hundred bucks. Which was a great deal at the time. And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. So I bought it from him and he had actually offered it to my son. I bought it though for my coworker and then offered it to Caleb as a reward uh, for, you know, doing all of his jobs and saving, he saved up enough yeah. money, which he did. And he, and he, it took him a long time and he worked really hard and we were really proud of him. I was, it was, come and on, an was, eight-year-old yeah. saving up a hundred bucks? We were like so proud of him. We gave him this phone. No, we didn't give it to him. We sold it well, to him. Well, we sold it to him after he worked really hard to earn it. We let him buy it, I guess. And we let say. him buy it. And <laughs> within a week, we realized that was a huge mistake. A colossal mistake. It was a colossal. Why? Why was it a colossal mistake? That's all he wanted to do. <laughs> we could he, not. Okay. We could not no motivate joke. him to do anything else. I got. Okay. It wasn't like he was playing games on it either. He, I got on it one day and he, no joke, probably had a thousand photographs of every nook and cranny in his room. He just, he loved the technology. He thought it was so cool that he had a digital camera on his phone that he could keep in his pocket. He would just futz around with it constantly. Yeah. And he had pictures of the corner of his bed, his bedspread, the corner of his bedstand, the corner of the room. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we could not detach him and, from this phone. And then he would mess around with the filters and then crop. And, and it's like, it was. But it was his phone. It was excessive, though. And we, and we couldn't get him to do anything else. Once he got the phone, he didn't want to do anything else because he got what he wanted. Yeah. His dream had come true. And it was, it was, <laughs> it was also almost obsessive. Yeah. At what he would do with that phone. Anyway, we ended up, I think. You say a week? Finally, was it a week? I, I, it was sad, but I, I, maybe a month. We, we, <laughs> it was not very it long. It was not very long. Um, we, we talked about it in private, and we came to the conclusion that, and maybe, I don't know if we came to the conclusion then or in the future. It's been a gradual process. Um, We've been we developing finally, our thoughts on this for a long time. We finally came to the conclusion that children should not own media. In the house, they should not own the computers. They should not own the phones. Or the they movies, could, or the music. Yeah, they could earn the privilege of using them, but ultimately, they all they belong to us. Yeah, because it's our home, and we we decide what comes and goes in the yeah, home. We yeah, we decide what content, how mm-hmm. much, and so we finally we we finally had to explain that to Caleb, and we had to day. buy the phone back from him. And so we gave him back his $100 and took the phone. And I think he may still be bitter about that. But you know what? We we well, didn't we realize a, that. We yeah, didn't, but, hadn't thought of that. And we didn't know. I think phones were new. and Yeah, there was no uh, precedent for that. Yeah. And we couldn't ask, oh, the older generation. We couldn't go for, to them for advice because they're like, well, I don't know. They didn't, yeah. That didn't exist when I was around. Yeah, and even later, we thought, like, with older kids, oh, you know, we can give them a phone, but put these limits on mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out that all the kids at school, they know how to override all the limits that you put on the yeah. phone. In fact, the kids at school, they'll give each other and sell each other phones, and they don't even need to be on your phone plan. They can just access... It's 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 there's kind a bunch of, of free this. services out there. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we decided, okay, media. That's got to be that can actually we can use that though as a reward. So instead of saying no media, no access, we're like, okay, we kind of overdid it. We learned from our mistake that unlimited access to media, or unlimited access to phones, or unlimited access to computers, 
was a bad thing. Yeah. That was actually, a na- it was bad for my son. But well, it was and also- if they, get, if they get addicted to like social media and things like that. Or, we're, we, or we're worse. like, yeah, or pornography or other things where all of a sudden. Or texting. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then they can get all the free music and the free games and the free, and all of a sudden they have everything they could possibly want access but to. But a lot of time wasters too that are addictive. Yeah. That they, you don't want and they don't want. Yeah. So anyway, that's the conclusion we came to. You may come to a different conclusion, but I feel like we made a lot of mistakes when it came to phones. And I really regret any time my kids were either given a phone or I gave them a phone, I I regretted it. Mm. And nothing, the negative far outweighed the positive. And and that's not to say that there weren't positives, but it was like for the three positives of them having phones, there were 38 negatives. Yeah. Where it was like, uh, we don't need that level of aggravation or anxiety or those those, those problems in our and, home. We just and, don't and, need and, it. And that's not to say that every kid would have all the same problems. But no, we it's have just kids that would be fine. Of, yeah. And so finally, we just came to the conclusion that, you know what, technology... Mom and dad control it in mm-hmm. this house. We can You can earn the right to use it, but we own it. And that, and that would apply to... You don't have a TV in your bedroom. We don't right. give you a TV right. for your birthday. We don't give you <laughs> the access to... Uh, the computers belong to us. And we determine screen time. We determine that. And you're like, oh, that's very controlling. Yes, it is. But it's for... Their, it, we've decided from sad experience that it's for their good. So... But at the same time, so there was a, a customer, customer of ours who learned this the hard way as well. Where... She had, she set up money pants, or at least a oh, the concept yeah. of money pants. Right. She, but the problem was she didn't follow. She didn't. She didn't implement the whole thing. She implemented. She just started paying her kids for stuff. She's like, oh, I'll pay my kids for stuff. And she didn't implement. And so she had a the son system. who really wanted an Xbox, and he worked really hard for, for one week. For a week, and earned one hundred and fifty dollars. Unfortunately, or because this mother was over rewarding this kid earned $150 the first week of using <laughs> bunny pants or at least this concept and didn't have any like financial responsibility he went out and bought himself an Xbox or it was an Xbox or an Xbox game i can't remember he he went out and bought like a game console and a game that came with it that he had really really wanted and then after that he wouldn't lift a finger he would not do anything she could not get him to do anything all he wanted to do was play his game and he's like, it's mine, mom. I own it. I bought it because I earned that money and she could. She didn't have a leg to stand on. She's like, oh, yeah, that's right. He earned it. I paid him. He bought it with his own money. Oh, what have I done? She learned the hard way, the negatives of over-rewarding, where she had way overpaid <laughs> when, him, first of all. When you give your kid a TV or you give them a game console with the game and just, oh, it's yours, and all of a sudden... It turns into an over reward if they can just, you know, play it whenever for however long. And a total, and a kind of a sidebar to that is, when you're giving your kids money, if they're earning money, and that's something we do as spouse. If you are giving your kids money and not just privileges or access to video games or whatever, if you're giving them money, make sure you are also giving them a comparable amount of financial responsibilities with that money. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's something we're going to talk about yeah, in the future. Yeah, we will talk about that. That's another um, aspect, of, of, aspect rewards, of rewards. Where when you're rewarding with money, especially with money pants, and they, they can earn considerable amounts of money, 
but that's because they have considerable financial obligations to go with it. Yeah, there's a balance of the hundred and fifty the hundred and fifty dollars you were going to spend on soccer, they can now earn, but it's going to soccer. Yeah. They it's now not have just, this hundred and fifty dollars. It's not a free for all of hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. So anyway, that was a concept that some parents also didn't didn't grasp and that again. Yeah, if if you don't if it just turns into you paying your kid a bunch of money that they can spend on on joy rides it's not going to work and it will not work long term so what we want to do though is and uh, your kids if you introduce this concept to them there's going to be a lot of pushback because like wait what you're not paying for soccer anymore what i have to buy my own clothes oh this is horrible this is tyranny what's going on say no no no. you need to reframe it you need to the, the the psychological term for this is reframing where you take the idea and turn it into something positive so for for instance uh, your kid wants to drive the car and say, instead of saying, no, you can't drive the car unless you do your job, say, no, no, no. I want you to drive the car. I'm happy for you. to. I want you to have that privilege. Um, you can earn it by doing this. Exactly. Uh, where, where, um, absolutely. Absolutely. You can use the car. If you get this done, you get your homework done and you make sure your chores are done for the week. You can absolutely use the car. I mean, there's the example, there's the example of the dad who, was he a customer of ours as well? Um, or you, yeah, did when you we just were first starting out, yeah, we were uh, we had just introduced the idea of money pants to him, and he had young kids, and I was explaining how I would teach toddlers how to work for the first time, mm-hmm. and with very young kids, you have to reward them frequently, mm-hmm. more frequently. Older kids, yeah, you can pay them once a week, payday once a week works great, right? But they understand the delayed gratification. Very young children. They don't understand that. And um, also kids with uh, disabilities, certain disabilities yeah. uh, have a similar thing where they they need more frequent rewards. Anyway, so I was explaining to him, yeah, when I, I'm teaching a two-year-old or a three-year-old how to do a job, I'll use jelly beans. And so, and I was explaining how all that process works. But needless to say, when I reward toddlers with a treat, I use the smallest treat possible. Like I'll use like Tic Tacs. And mm. I, I, I won't reward them with more than like five to ten. Or, ten che- or Cheez-Its. Or- yeah, yeah, Cheez-Its or a little popcorn or just a very, very small like treat. one popcorn. But I'll give it to them frequently when I'm first training them how to do something. And But I'll, I'll really minimize it anyway. And so the next time we met with this dad, he's like, well... He it thought totally he, worked. He thought he outsmarted the system. He's like, you know what? I I did what she said, but you know what? They worked so hard. I just gave him the whole bag of jelly beans. He just gave him well, the whole so, bag of jelly beans. He was so excited that they were actually working. He's like, you did great and gave him the whole bag. Yeah. Unwittingly upended he, the next day. Yeah, sabotaged the next day. Because if your kids have a giant bag of jelly beans, they weren't even able to finish in one sitting or they did and got sick of them they're not going to be willing to work for that the next day and so with toddlers whatever that treat is that i'm using whether i'm using a a tiny cookie or a tic tac or i don't give that to them any other time and i only give them a, a couple during just a very minimal amount because i don't want them to get sick of it i want them i i want them to leave wanting more Exactly. And I, I, this may sound uh, harsh or whatever, but you, you actually want to keep your kids hungry for rewards. 
You don't you, want to saturate. Yeah. You want you want to keep them hungering and thirsting after more rewards. Kind and, of like, you know, when you're a guest at someone's house, you want to leave before they get sick of you. Ah, that's a you good know? point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You want to leave with them wishing you would come back and looking forward to when you come back again. The, the same thing with rewards. You want to leave before they get sick of them. So that, that's what we want to do with when you reframe things as a reward. Unfortunately, because parents are in a kind of a desperate situation, they're, they're giving their kids unlimited TV or games or movies or treats or phones. And they are. They're sabotaging the next day or the next week because the kids have everything they want and there's nothing to work for. And the, the only option then is to go bigger and better. Like, okay, well, I got you an Xbox last week. I'm going to have to get you an Xbox and a PlayStation this week and three new games. And, like, it just escalates to the point where it becomes absurd, where you, you can't keep upping the ante because at some point it it's just the kids lose all motivation. Yeah, and and, and that goes back to the concept of what we're, we're uh, promoting to parents is, hey, look, you're giving your kids everything. Pull back a little. Put, Let them for example, put put the toys in the bins out of reach. Oh yeah. Uh, get rid of unlimited treats. Only allow educational internet for school. Here's a big one. Turn off the TV. Turn off YouTube and video games. No joke. <laughs> you can go on YouTube. You can go on YouTube and watch Dad smashing video game consoles. There's there's a whole collection of them on YouTube where Dad gets so frustrated the kid hasn't mowed the lawn because he's busy playing video games. Here's the secret. Turn them off. Turn them off. Put them but, away, and and say you get to do this when you're done. And and if you're and if you are giving your kids money, make sure you attach you know financial responsibilities. But the the point is, reframe it to say, hey, I know you really like this video game, video game X Y Z. You're good at it. You like it. You, all your friends are on there. Tell you what, you get Two your math hours your math weekend. homework done. You get your math homework done uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and you can play for two hours Wednesday night. And then get your homework done Thursday, Friday, and get the lawn mode Saturday. You can play for four hours Saturday night. You know, something like that where you're reframing it to be like, I know you like it, so let's just help you out with it. And yeah. as the parent, that's your job. Yeah. Kids need that. And they want, believe it or not, they actually want that. They want that structure it, and those limits. It's healthier for your kids. Is it Was it healthy for those parents to have all the candy treats out all the time? No, <laughs> the kids, would say yeah, no. their kids' teeth were rotting <laughs> the dentist would say out. No. Um, is it healthy for your kid to just be glued to their Xbox every, every single no. night? Is that healthy for them? Is that balanced? Is it good for them? No. But do they like it? And do they like it? No. no they're they're they turning re- into losers because... Yeah, all of a sudden, think of all the things that okay. they're not doing. I remember when Nintendo came out. When I was a kid, Nintendo came out, and my dad always was on the cutting edge of technology. He had the first color monitor. He had the first Apple IIe. He had all the, the latest and greatest tech. He had the first car uh, cell phone in his car. It was just, that's how he was. And he bought a Nintendo, and those were addictive. Those Nintendo game consoles with the games, they were addictive. And I remember, I was a good student. And I remember getting on there and playing a game, and I couldn't stop. I hated it. I hated the fact that I couldn't stop playing the game. I didn't want to keep playing. I wanted to do my homework, but I couldn't stop playing. And I wished I had had a parent who had set up limits, who had taken the plug to the Nintendo and said, hey, I'm going to hold this plug with me, and if you get your homework done, then I'll plug it back in. I wish I had had a parent who had just stepped in and set some limits for me. 
to the point where, and I, I got to go find it because I had, at one point I made myself a motivational tape. <laughs> I did. And basically it was, it lasted all of like one minute where it was something like, well, you know, first I want you to check, is all your homework done? Make sure you check your math. Make sure you check your science. And one other thing, get off the Nintendo and get to work. That was my motivational thing. Like somehow <laughs> I was trying to motivate myself to not play games. Because you didn't have a parent doing that for I, you. I did not. And, oh, but I was what, maybe 12, 13 years old? So I, I know that from was experience. very mature of you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It didn't work, though. That's the point. But you were I, trying to be your dad. I, I, I really was. But, but I knew deep down inside it wasn't making me a better person. Mm-hmm. And I, I really didn't like it. Uh-huh. And I wanted those limits. And it should have been a reward for me getting my homework done. I don't know why. Maybe I inherently understood this concept. Or maybe everybody does. Back to like reframing and how, how you frame it. Who's that comedian who says it's all about the spin, baby? Oh, what is his name? Uh, James Connolly. Con- James Con- James P. Connolly. Yeah, he's hilarious. I've never seen him in anything, but he's hilarious. He's like, it's all about the spin, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember his jokes. Every time I listen to his stuff, though, it cracks me up. But how you phrase your rewards, uh, you want to be careful when you're setting up these rewards and reframing some of these things that you've previously been giving your kids for free basic like just giving to them and Mm -hmm. now you want them to earn it be careful that you don't like make it insulting or hey you guys are lazy and you're not working for any of this and so now you're gonna start you're gonna get off your butts and you're gonna start working for it don't don't be negative like that instead it's hey i know you want to learn piano or I know you want to be a better soccer player. Or I know you love basketball. Or I know... So this is what we're going to do. We're going to help yeah, you. Yeah, we're going to help you do this. And so how you but, frame it... But it's a correct it. principle, though. Even for adults, if you're working really hard, you need to have a reward for yourself. It's yeah. just a correct principle. Yeah. Well, I, I and I, I one time I was teaching a music class with kids. And we were learning a bunch of songs. And I thought it would be fun, the, the fourth class when we'd meet, we'd have a, a an American Idol singing contest. And so basically, I'd have the kids come up and sing a solo in front of all the other kids and see which contestant could get the furthest through the song without messing up on any of the words. Mm-hmm. And we'd have judges in the back. And, and it was this fun competition. And I would bring uh, homemade bread. And the winners would get like uh, get to take home a loaf of bread. Anyway, and it was but, this but thing. Was, Everybody no, no, that looked forward to. That was your artisan to. bread, though, which was oh, awesome. Oh, it was super good. But the kids would look forward to this. Anyway, one time another teacher came along and it was her turn to teach, but she hadn't been there for all the stuff. She didn't quite know how it worked and she didn't quite grasp what we were doing. And so I had quickly explained it to her. Hey, this is what we do and all this. Anyway, some of the kids were misbehaving for her and acting up because they weren't used to having her as the teacher. And she said, you know what we're going to be doing? We're going to sing solos after this. And you know what? You're misbehaving. And so I think I'm going to pick you so you can come up here and get embarrassed. And you're going to be so ashamed and and not know anything and get embarrassed in front of everybody. And, and I was like, no, no, you just turned my reward into a punishment. But she, the way she spun it, the way she reframed it, it, it turned it into a punishment and an insult instead of this, hey, you get to be one of the co- competitors in this game and maybe win this spread. And, and so how you frame your rewards. So I found like if I want my kids to get their job done, let's say we're going to watch a TV show and I say, hey, 
is sometimes if I'm agitated, my temptation is to say, you know what? If you don't get to work, you're not going to get to watch the show. Mm-hmm. And you're not working, you're not going to get to watch the show. And if I'm feeling grouchy, that's what I want to mm-hmm. say. And I, But I found that what happens if I say it that way, they start crying and they get discouraged and they don't do the job. Yep. But, if I, but I can say the same thing in a different way. I say, hey, if you get your job done, you get to watch the TV show. You can do it. Come on, come on. You it, get to. You get to. Yeah, exactly. You get to watch the TV show. And and they go, oh, and they get to work. It's, so It's uncanny so how well it works. I'm saying the same exact thing, but how I spin it, how I frame it changes. The one is a punishment and the other is a reward. So when you're framing these things, setting it up, set it up as a reward. Hey, you can earn this. Absolutely. This you look forward to. Mom, can I use, can instead get. of saying, mom, can I use a car? No, not unless you get your job done. Mom, can I use a car? Absolutely you can. As soon as you get your job done. As soon as the, as soon as you finish edging the lawn. Same answer. It, they mean the exact same thing. But the one, the kid is like... Well, okay. Part of it, though, is you, as a parent, you do want to reward your children. You're excited about it. You genuinely do want your kid yeah, to use the car. Yeah, but if you're aggravated with your kid because they haven't done your job, you're tempted to say, no, not unless you get your job done. But in, but it, it ruins the relationship. Yep. It causes negative feelings. You say the exact same thing, reframe it, and into a reward, say, yes, the Absolutely. answer is you can watch the TV show. Yes. You can well, use the, the car. Whole, if then. You yes. can. Yes. If you if can you, use the car if you. So, so try to, instead of saying, no, you can't. Say yes, you can. <laughs> I love you it. can. Yes, but you can. Absolutely, you can. As soon as you get this done, you get to yes. Okay, and then the last thing, we're really wow, we're really long. The last thing I just wanted to touch on briefly. I, I hope you guys find this stuff helpful. This is like these were like huge aha moments for me as a mom. <laughs> yeah, like oh, these people are rambling on and on. These were helpful to me. <laughs> we, we've really kind of had to work through a lot of these because we, we understood the concept, but implementing them is totally well. Like if you're different. not raised this way, because I, I bet some people listening to this are like, duh, this is how I was probably, raised. Probably, but for <laughs> other people, like if you weren't raised this way, these are like aha moments of. I was not I raised never this way. Thought of that. Not even close. Anyway, the the only other thing I wanted to talk about was under rewarding. Just briefly to touch on that, where under rewarding is just as bad as over rewarding. Where when you under reward, it means that you're paying. There's no possible way your kid can earn enough to do what they want to do. Oh, where, they get discouraged. You, oh, you get ten minutes of your video game every month. That's a horrible... Okay. Come on. That, if it's not realistic, like, oh, yeah, you can play soccer if you earn $150 and they can only earn a dollar a week. And so what happens when you uh, under-reward is it destroys the motivation for, to work. They, they become um, hopeless. And, about, yeah, well, and, and I, 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 it doesn't matter if I work. I'm not going to be able to... It's really discouraging. And all anyway. of a sudden, they're like the prisoners on the rock pile where they're like, well, I'll do the bare minimum so I don't get whooped. You know, where it's a... <laughs> Yeah, but but they're you, not. They know they're not actually working towards something because they're never gonna. It's, it's actually a, it's not. A, it's possible. a never-ending task, like the prisoners on the rock pile. Yeah, where it's like it's not possible. I'm to, just gonna be here forever. So. So that's you can figure that out on your own. But, but it, that's but, one of the benefits of our app. Is our app calculates all yeah, that so you for don't you. Reward or under reward. Yeah, it keeps yeah. it balanced. Like balance, yeah. okay, if you reward this much, it will keep your child in your economic with your situation, the number of people in your family, with how much money you make, this amount of pay 
is not too much and it's not too little, it will keep your child motivated. And so you can calculate that out and figure it out yourself. You can use the app. The app, that's what it does. Right. Is it is it, it, it finds that magic point of this, when you pay your child to do the dishes, this is how much you should pay them. Yeah. In your situation with where you're at. So you don't want to overpay and you don't want to underpay because either way, your kids will lose motivation. You have to find that sweet spot. Phew. Okay. That is... Definitely all the time we have today. Enjoy another masterful musical composition by the amazing Falcon Jasper. See you next time.